Good morning. Good morning, coffee moaners. You've Nadia, got to get into the habit of saying good morning. Nadia just held my head like this and she said, what did you say? No, he, we just had a little mini argument and I went to him. It wasn't an argument. No, and I went to him, I was going to say to you, you've got a mental health condition. And then I remembered you've got three. <laughs> three for the price of one. He's actually got three. I wouldn't have you any other way, though. Oh, man. I like your mental health condition. I quite like well, you. Well, well one of the stories today is about having people another way, obviously, because someone's made huge mistakes. Yeah. Oh, my God. This story today that you might think is extremely rare. I am going to be able to tell you it is not. Well, I can't believe it. And I, I came at that story, no pun intended, uh, with a huge amount of, oh, for goodness that's sake, enough. what a we'll load of nonsense. That anyway, so that, that's one story. We're going to be talking, because we haven't yet talked, I realise, no. about the Spanish football kiss drama. And that's because we've had odd times that we've been doing Coffee Men mm. last week, because obviously yeah. we were away Disrupted, and then we were yeah. away. And I mean, this is... Massive. This is massive. This is such an important story. With ever-evolving and ever-more elaborate little kind of offshoots to the story involving even, without giving the exact details of it, the mother of the chief, the Spanish the chief to of it. football. I mean, But also, I really want to hear what you yeah, think, yeah. all your different opinions yeah. on it, because... I love that. I love coming to this with one thing that I think, except I'm a bit all over the place with it, and then so often we'll turn off and we'll go, God, what about when so-and-so said such and such? We often have conversations about what you've made us think. What you're well. saying is you're a really good listener and you like to embrace all balanced opinions, not to inform your opinion, but to feed your mind. Why are you being a, a cock? No. You were, Mark. I wasn't. I didn't mean to be. Oh. <laughs> He's just a dirty boy, says Edward Bevington. I hope you're talking about the Spanish chief and not me. Or are we talking about, well, we were talking about gimps for some reason. Nadia's obsessed with gimps. I am not obsessed she with is. gimps. She is. It's really it's worrying, guys. It's you that's obsessed with gimps. Anyway, don't wriggle. <coughs> we're also going to talk about something that, um, well, I'm going to... Are you going to put any, any context to that gimp? Oh, because we talked oh. about it on Instagram. But the, no, I'm not. Okay. No. Just, just a rogue gimp <laughs> is, is a foot. Uh, or wriggling. Um, a West End show interrupted because they had to hurl out um, theatre goers at the musical Grease. Um, I, I, put, I put a post on Insta Stories asking, how, are we becoming a more and more unruly and chaotic and disrespectful kind of public? Um, we've got a little film of that when it happened as they were kind of evicted, taken and dragged out of the out of the theatre. What's going on? Is this a bigger problem than we think? Or I'm going to play devil's advocate. Should we expect these kind of things at the slightly more populist end of the sing-along kind of musical experience? So I'm just going to, I don't necessarily think it's all necessarily uh, <clears throat> bad behaviour. Uh, and as we, uh, and, and we're going to have a little giggle with, uh, I think, some yoga, uh, face yoga. And I've got more than one. So and finally, well, I've got funny oh, stories. So he's stolen now. No, they're funnies. Oh. What are we calling them? And finally and what? Well, they're supposed to be silly and then I do and I'm fine, but you didn't tell oh. me you were doing a stream yard because I could have given a film. Oh, sweetie, send it. It's really moving. Send it to Michelle now. Michelle will email it to me. It. I will then download it and there'll be a moment when it comes up and you'll be like, ooh, there it is. Hi, Faith Goodman. How are you, darling? Morning, everyone. Morning to, if you're listening on podcast, uh, this will have started cleanly, this, this broadcast podcast, because we are on stream yard. 
So where should we start? I think, what are your thoughts, guys, on the Spanish football kiss? This is the curious, I, I find almost this story unbelievable. And I kind of, I followed it, but I kind of, Lee Durant, you, you posted about it a lot. I, I sort of followed it and I thought, I'm going to give you my first and honest opinion, which is contrary to where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. When you when you just heard about when the I kiss, first heard yes, about the whole I'll be thing. interested to hear. Yeah, you when I first me. heard about the I whole thing, seen the film. Yeah, 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 I hadn't seen anything. I heard about it. I thought, oh, unfortunate, but not terrible. Well, that's what I, I thought initially. Headline: no photographs, no nothing. Yeah. I thought, oh god, this is the this is the Brits going mad about the Spanish who kiss, and and you know, it's a continental thing, it's a cultural thing. Yeah, that was, that's, my, that first was my first thought. thought. And yeah. well, no, and, and even my developed thought was, well, that's not at all appropriate. But, sorry, that's not at all appropriate. But um, but he made him, you know, he obviously misjudged something here. And then I had to stop and recheck that. That's not to suggest for a minute I would never kiss a woman on the lips if I didn't know them. And that's a whole different debate and discussion. Mm. And I hadn't seen the footage of him grabbing his crutch prior to it. I, I, I think I'd made a really kind of naive assumption that anyone, women and men, involved with, in any capacity, women's football, without me thinking that this was actually the Spanish governing football body, i.e. so like the FA or FIFA or something like that, but in Spain, I just assumed stupidly that everyone in that sort of closed, not closed, but that community of celebrating female women's football would be all would all be on the same page. Do you know what I mean? Well, God, that's because you have the privilege of being a man. No, 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 absolutely. So I've I've had but, to really scroll back on my initial yeah. feelings on this. When you see the film, yeah, and you see the way he grabs her head, I know, I can believe it, and holds it tight in her hands. And of course, we've only seen the shot of her from. I don't know seen any shots of her from the front well i don't think there would be one because everyone was, yeah she's about to turn around isn't she and really? then he grabs her face still i, I was shocked by it but mm. still i thought oh could this be something that they just do wow you know mm. but then of course <laughs> she has come out mm. and said she didn't want the kiss mm-hmm. and she feels that she was sexually assaulted she feels yeah and now can i just reiterate i had not seen the footage no, i heard hadn't. the story and then as soon as you see the footage and in fact i have to say even those first photographs where she he's just holding her head it's a very the thing you have to understand is it was a very football-y stance it was kind of yeah, like well, you know a lot of kind yeah. of sort of not aggression but sort of Pumped up, pumped up excitement can look like aggression if held in a screenshot. Well, also we know we know the way that the papers can play. I mean, I have mm. seen people that have been accused in the papers, famous people, of snogging someone outside a club. I was there. I saw the kiss. It was a brush kiss like this. But my God, when you saw the photo, it looked like they were having a full snog. Wow. So these are all our very very yeah, initials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is this? What is this? What is this? But my God. Now, what it's become. Yeah. So the oh, sorry, Mark, remind me of the footballer's name. I feel so the footballer herself is, is Jenny Hermoso. Jenny, Jenny Hermoso. First of all, can we just say how tragic is this? Yeah, that they that they have won the World Cup, and here we are. Here about we this. are. You know, going into the the minute of whether he what he did was right or wrong. Her 
being called a liar. Well, that's the part of the, so the, the story. Has they, they, if, if any institution or set of people could have dug themselves a bigger hole, yeah. I, 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 I can't imagine anyone being able to do it more successfully than they've managed to do this. And the, this is the Spanish Football, football Federal, Association. Federation. Federation. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she, they have called her a liar. Yeah. And I said to Mark, lying about what? Mm. Lying about the fact that he kissed her? Well, we all saw it. Mm. lying about the fact that she felt uncomfortable about it. How can they know that? They weren't in the head. Mm. So I mean, what, what, what is the lie? And Mark said, well, they'll be saying that she's lying about what his intention was. Yeah, I think the feeling... She can't talk about the, what his intention was. No, she can talk about how she happened. felt. Yeah. I mean, here's the other thing, guys. The, the footballer in the team that's won the World Cup, the last thing she's going to want to eclipse their footballing achievement is this. So if anyone was going to be in a position where they felt they could let it go or perhaps would, could just see it as a kind of lapse of judgment or an inappropriate lapse of judgment, you know, which it clearly is, why would she take it further? Why would it? Why would the whole thing now? She the, doesn't want this. No, she, she doesn't. wants to be in the glory of what they've achieved. But they threw it, They added oil to fire when yeah. they said she was lying, and that for me was the turning point. Yes, that was mean. the moment. What we've had in this is victim shaming. Now, it, in it, the most obvious way. Yeah, and it's important to stress that things have shifted around. They are now. The Spanish FA is calling on the president to resign. Um, the Spanish football chief in question, Luis Rubiales, is uh, saying that he's going to legally defend himself. I mean, lo lots and lots of women are protesting. Oh, and men. Yeah, men. And, and huge men. protest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots so, of footballers refusing to play if, he, if he's not removed. Something like 80 footballers yeah, across yeah. Spain are refusing to play. And they are, it does look like they're going to instigate a sort of, um, some kind of pre-trial inquiries into, into some kind of sexual assault. Now, meanwhile, his mother has locked herself in a church and is on hunger strike. I mean, you couldn't write it. Now, let's just pause for a moment here. As lots of people said, he didn't snog all the players. He kissed one player on the lips in a very forceful fashion. On the world stage, and we're being told she's lying. God. Is there... Okay, okay. Absolutely. I've seen footballers kiss each other on the lips with a ferocious kind of excitement. And I suppose what people who are trying to defend him are saying is it was no different. He said in a moment of exuberance and excitement, I, I, I overstepped the mark. That was his first admission, wasn't it? That was the yes. first time. He said it was an over-exuberant and over-excited um, response. Lynn Sheard, if it was the male footballer, would he do the same? Well, I've asked myself that question and Can I have to say, them? I think he could. I've seen many footballers kiss each other on the lips. I have, when they've scored goals and things like that. I really have. Now, yeah, that I mean, in no I way play, fans, you know. It's so important, isn't it, to always look on both sides and say that, say that he's a thoroughly decent man with absolutely no record whatsoever and shot, nobody comes forward and then I could think god could this be one of those things where he really was just in the moment she still felt very uncomfortable with it mm. but his intention wasn't that of mm. but then you look at the thing of him grabbing his penis and like shaking it and you just think you just 
this is just classic toxic masculinity. How could you do that in women's football? How mm. could you stand there mm. on the, what is it, terraces, and gra- this is the action he did, you know, this. No, no, or, no, no. no yeah, you know, yeah. you just think, so that with it, just, 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 suppose, makes, I mean, I suppose, somebody just there said something interesting. It doesn't surprise me at all that his mother is doing no, that. Um, who was it that said that? So no. I just wanted to finish what you were saying. Uh, no. Okay, Mike, come on. Can you just Jane, Leg, Jane Legs, have you seen full video? He kisses all the players the same way. His intention was clearly to kiss us, says Aaron, and that intention is not okay. Do not kiss anyone without their consent, even in continental culture. It's probably not normal for your manager to snog you. But, I agree. But didn't he kiss all the other ones on the cheek? Yes, he did. He yeah. didn't he yeah. didn't kiss them all on their lips. Yeah. I mean he, So what do you think, Jen? Jen, do you think that every, this has all got blown out? Jen Legg says, "Yeah, have you seen yeah. full video?" That's what I mean. Sorry, yeah, yeah, same. Just whilst you're answering that, because I, I, I think it's a really important question. Is there, for me, where this all went wrong was the knee-jerk reaction to saying she was wrong. Yes, she shouldn't have said anything. She was un- not allowed to feel what she felt. She was entirely that's allowed wrong. to feel what she felt, and that for me was and the moment where it tipped over. Up. I can't work out whether this whole thing could have been intercepted if he had said, of course it was inappropriate. I was absolutely God, when I look overwhelmed. at the video now, it looks terrible. And I, I yes. apologise and, and give total validation to her response and her feelings. Yes. I, I feel that even she and the yeah. football team, everyone would have calmed down. It's yeah. the fact that God, they said she I was looked... lying. Yeah. Just you oh, I'm so sorry. I think, I think that um, <clears throat> I, I agree. I think that he's doubled down and he's so angry at her. That's what makes me really uncomfortable. Mm. Whereas, you know, say if I put myself in that position and he had like stepped down and got, oh my God, you know, I looked at the video. Yeah, it was outrageous. If I if somebody did that to yeah. my daughter, I would, have, I would have gone, oh God, okay, so yeah, I was really uncomfortable. Yeah, just be careful. But the fact it. that they almost, they almost felt like this, like, you know, like victim hunting out, calling her a liar. Yeah. Was it the Spanish Federation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At first they were saying she's lying. She's lying. I don't think they expected there to be such a grand swell of support. Is that a weird translation? Did they mean she's exaggerating? It was just... Well, Elliot says there are also allegations against him that predate this moment. So there this appears go. not to be an isolated there loss. There we of, go. Well, that tells you so there much. If that is go. the case, then that is so much <clears throat> Which I think, let's be honest, Charlene, yeah. I've written down Lottie's name. We will be seeing her. Ah, look, me too. This is a man who believes it's extreme feminism. He's set in his ways. And with his mother starving herself in the church i mean you've got that sort of a mum backing you up whatever Mm. if i was his mum i'd be trying to liaise with him and Mm. say listen you you know you think you're right but you've got to look at the situation here and this woman wouldn't have said this there must have been something she was uncomfortable with but she's starving herself in the church so for me what this story is this story is a is a prime example of how embedded uh, male sort of control and rights and disrespect and unawareness around, uh, you know, the sanctity of a woman exists right at the beginning. That's right, Abby. When it happened, and given that he was kissing everyone else on the cheek and he didn't kiss her on the cheek, kiss her, kiss her on the lips, he should have t- immediately taken ownership for it. 
if this had happened isolated as an isolated case, not within a continuum of him obviously having other issues that have come up in the past, not helped by him grabbing his crutch, which let's face it, is the most Neanderthal expression of success or, or joy or whatever you could potentially ever imagine. And if they hadn't then essentially twisted the whole story into gaslighting a woman, into believing it hadn't happened. You can only say she was lying. To yeah, but you can only say she was lying by su suggesting that it didn't happen. You've got photographic proof and film proof that it did. I want to read out some of these comments because we simply wanted yeah. to know what people thought. Um, ah, Helen, I saw it as a momentary excitement response, not thought through. It would have looked different if it was not an impulse. Mm. And well, I mean, that is what a lot of people do think as well. But what do you think about the fact now that Elliot's saying that he has he has previous on this? Mm. Mm. Um, do you know what that previous is, uh, Elliot? We can look that up. Me too. Not only his mother, but other members of his family too. His niece came out in support of him too. Mind boggling. Um, this is why there are so the many thing unreported is, here's the rapes, thing. says Abby. Yeah. yeah, and Zoe, absolutely sickening. It was aggressive. But here's the thing. Thin end of the wedge. He totally believes what he's saying and this is the problem he doesn't think he's done anything wrong i mean one of our um, daughters was talking about uh, somebody that was serving her the other day she was buying some food and everything that this guy said to her oh. infuriated oh us God. right infuriated us and you know she was sort of silenced and uncomfortable with all the things he was sort of saying but 100%, that guy will have thought, oh, we had loads of bants today with pretty young girls. You just had bants. Oh, what's, what's wrong with you? But we've no idea that actually all those young women that he had bants with felt uncomfortable, felt uneasy, felt a bit ashamed, felt a bit awkward. Yeah. And I think that this is one of those situations where 100%, you know, his family will be, they're not lying for him. They believe this. Yeah, Toxic absolutely. masculinity acts out. But also, also, I think in a weird way, this goes to the heart of how confusing the sort of emotions are around, a, a, up until now, a principally male sport. Listen, you, know, you have to read Amy May. Amy May, a family member of mine said, that's the problem with women's football. It needs oh knocking God. on the head. So the problem with women's football is men. Oh, my God. Wow. Mm. I mean, wow. I, th I think the problem is threaded through the sport. Let's, let, let's face it, you know, women's football has only recently started to really swell to the fore. And I think what you're seeing here is, which is really one, a wondrous achievement by female footballers, really is, their skills on the pitch have so outstripped the pace with which they've managed to get to a place of success and, and dominance, if you like, within their sport, and to captivate a huge public. They've been so successful at that. What this showcases is, is that the politics and old-fashioned sexist values of the industry or sport are still lagging way, 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 way behind. And they don't want to be challenged on it. But Jen um, Bleggs is very, very, you know insistent that this is blown out of proportion as many people's well what i would say i think lots of families where there are lots of men who are into sport and lots of people into sport a lot of i suppose my point i was trying to make was having been very much into football at a certain point in my life is that there is you know objectively there is nothing odd about all sorts of people. When I've been in pubs and goals and we weren't, in, you know, we weren't in the teams, we were reviewers, everyone's kissing everyone. When you're that into the sport, 
So what I'm saying is I think for a lot of people, this will be getting given confused signals because I think some people will be excusing it along the lines of exuberance and excitement yeah. and football. That's the way it is and all that kind of stuff. And perhaps the family are feeling that, you know, this guy isn't a monster. And yet at the same time, what's been revealed is, is that the DNA of this guy and the industry and the sports kind of attitude to sex and politics is, is just sadly, sadly lacking and out of date. So hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a really interesting story, I mean, in terms of all of that. And, and the biggest shame, as you rightly said, of all of it, and all, Faith, you're saying it, is that they can't just settle in and enjoy their success. Yeah. It's been totally eclipsed. Do by you this. think that this will go on? Do you think this will build and build the Me Too? This is the Spain's Me Too movement moment. Um, Do you think it's going to? I'd be curious to know what the Me Too movement is in football because it's been so predominantly sort of occupied by men. I mean, you know, are we, do you know what I mean? I mean, you know, in terms of the barriers to success or the barriers to entry and all that kind of stuff, I don't know. I mean, I mean, again, anything that makes these organisations, Football Federations, FIFA, the FA, anything that makes all of these organisations stop, take stock and rethink their attitudes has got to be good, right? I mean, it has to be good, mm. I think. Um, okay, West End Show interrupts um, the performance to eject theatre goers. And I thought, well, well let, let's show, we've got a little bit of a film here where they're doing exactly that. <laughs> We haven't seen what they've done. to be taken out with all those people. I think that's going to put people off doing that more than anything else. The humiliation of being the sort humiliation. of That was almost like the old days when you were taken to the stocks in the village. <laughs> but what do you think of this guy? So I, it, it wasn't particularly clear what happened. All, all that was said was that they were making a lot of noise. They were refusing to stop singing. Um, what was it? Shortly oh, before, I mean, but they so received awful. reports of two men and two women causing a disturbance at a theatre in Tottenham Court Road. Um, the ruckus is the latest incident in over etiquette in theatres, months after a similar uh, incident happened elsewhere. And so, yeah, you know, the crowd seemed very on board with them being removed, says Jogging Jelly. There's nothing worse when you just go to the cinema and you've got someone who's, who's sat next to you and, and they're wrecking the experience for everyone else. And at first, I thought I had a strong feeling about this, which is, yeah, fucking hell. But is it not to be expected at certain shows like Greece? Not expected, well, it should the be encouraged. Is, I but think not a lot of people think that performers like it when people sing along. I mean, this was obviously something yeah. more, it was aggressive. But honestly, they don't. They really, really don't. You know, I imagine it would can throw you off key. It's very distracting. So I think, you know, if somebody, yeah, if you've never been to the theatre before, Mm. Right. And you go to the theatre and it's a song that you love and you start singing it. But it, there'll always be somebody that will go, Shh, you know, you're not supposed to. And then you would stop. But, but I think what's happening here is people are just like ignoring all etiquette. 
They've obviously been asked by the theatre staff to stop as well and just continued on. Yeah, I mean, if you carry on, yeah, if you carry on. That's really aggressive. That is scary for the other people. Think, oh my God. You'd be sitting there thinking, oh my God, this is going to kick off. There's going to be a fight. Ruins your night. And the cost of theatre is so astronomical. I'd be fucking furious if I was in there and that all had to happen. Well, interestingly, though, Stu Muck says maybe we need class screenings, as in working class, middle class, you know, groups of society in the theatre. Put the snobs in their own. Okay, I see what you're saying. I mean, one of the interesting things that makes me laugh about theatre in a weird way is it was, you know, if you go back to Shakespearean London, it was all screaming, shouting and bedlam. If you go to the Globe Theatre where they recreate that whole experience for five quid, you can stand in the groundlings uh, and you will be, you'll, you'll have... You know, back in the old days, they'd have had buckets of wee as props for buckets of wee, and they will have hurled it over the audience. They'll have had blood, you know, pig blood going every, you know. So it was a raucous, rambunctious, crazy kind of experience going to the theatre. I think things have got different now because it's become such the preserve of the elite that you could argue is there, have we lost that sense of what going to the theatre? could be about or should be about. Again, we don't know the exact details. if you've gone to listen to these songs that you love... Melody Elfie, I'm working class and I know how to behave at cultural events. I mean, I'm I'm just positing it as a thought. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Um, But... um, if you've gone, if, to, if yeah. you've gone to see a show because you want to hear professional singers singing, sure. and then you've got basically a karaoke going on behind you, it's not it's not the place to sing in the theatre. If you go to a sing along movie or something like that, it's not fair because people think they can sing brilliantly and they can't. Mm. And it's not fair on the performers because it's very distracting and they're not going to be able to give the performance that you've paid for. So, um, Jen Legs, I'm completely disagreeing with you on this one. Unequivocally. What's Jen Legs saying? For God's sake, it's a musical. (laughs) Jesus Christ (laughs) infuriates me. No, no, because you've got somebody who I go... I wanna, 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 uh, tell me more, tell me more. Well, yeah, Imagine that. Right, so you've got Absolutely two seconds horrendous. of that and you're yeah. trying to listen to the show. Somebody there said, look at the amount of police for that, which is ridiculous. But think about it. They were probably worried that that was going to kick off. That was a packed theatre. Mm-hmm. And if they were being aggressive, that could have easily turned into... A proper fight. A brawl. A brawl. Sophie yeah. Clemenshaw, but you're right, this, the problems with this exist. Sophie Clemenshaw, we watched Mamma Mia at the theatre and they encouraged us all to sing along at the yes, end. Yes, which is lovely. I just think lovely. Take instruction. I, mean, I suppose a classic example of interactivity with stage is pantomime, right? And so, you know, we all under, you're right, I don't agree it's a class thing. We all know the right cues when they scream, you know, is it behind you? We all know when to shout, it's behind you. So I think there are clear moments in any theatrical show when you're invited to participate, partake, join in, sing along and all that. Go to the Prince Charles Cinema around the corner and you can watch Grease, the musical film, and you can sing along all the time. It says sing along underneath it. So... I do worry that this is, we are, I do think people just are becoming more and more disregarding of everything. They, it, it does, oh, sorry, what's happened there? How did Dick I do that? Has <laughs> that come up on the screen? How's that? Oh, hi, hi, hang on. Sorry, I don't know how I did. No, you could do that. You can put people's comments up on the screen. That's really exciting. Um, anyway. Oh, I see. Yeah, no, I just highlighted your comment, Edward Bevington. <laughs> the full clip was actually an escalation situation. They were being too bad to start, but people chipped in okay um so yeah uh, okay couple desperate for baby this is a curious story this one couple desperate for a baby ha- have been have discovered that they were having sex the wrong way 
for four years. This makes me so sad, this story. And you might think <clears throat> this is just, you know, a one-off. How often did this happen? So this is a couple. This was actually in China, right. I believe. Yeah, and they went to the hospital because they couldn't work out why she wasn't getting pregnant. Sex was extremely painful. And, you know, she was feeling a failure. All of this terribly, terribly sad. Anyway, they discover that they were having sex the wrong way. Right. Can you say the word? You can, can say, say that you can have sex. Anal. So they were having anal sex instead oh God, of never said it. intercourse where you could get pregnant. Now, I'm joking. This story Mark found, he said, of oh course, can you believe this? We would do this on Coffee Moaning, but I mean, how rare is this? This is in China. I said, no, it's really not. I know two people that have been to IVF clinics separately to separate clinics because they were having trouble getting pregnant went through all the chat and everything and then they were both of these people that i know were asked and this must be standard now in ivf clinics this may seem strange but can you tell me how you were having intercourse and um <clears throat> this friend of mine was saying she you know she explained how they were having intercourse and he said i'm really sorry that i have to ask you that he said but you wouldn't believe how many people per week come in here and they can't have a baby because they've been having anal sex instead of vaginal. Now, obviously, there'll be all kinds of reasons for this. So people maybe for religious well, reasons haven't allowed their children to go to uh, mm, sex education and then haven't had any discussion themselves about sex. I mean, not always religious re reasons either. Some people just never want their child, never want to have a conversation with their child and also don't want them to go to sex education I mean, classes. Well, yeah, but it's quite extraordinary, isn't it? It is extraordinary. And when I first saw the story, I had a really sort of, you know, kind of dismissive and throwaway kind of attitude to it, which was, which was one of, not for the people involved, but I just God, thought, this is ridiculous. This must, this must be, so, this must be oh. so rare. But then if you actually do dig into, well, what would the reasons be behind this? It, it is about a sheltered but existence for whatever sheltered. reason, yeah. a lack of information, a lack of access to uh, the right kind of advice or news or what have you. And so the distress, I mean, yeah, so at first, something that seems like something you could have a bit of a laugh about, which is like, good God, how could you have been doing that for that long and not realised? I, I really passionately believe that sex education classes should be absolutely obligatory. You, you can still choose whether... Right? No, no, they are not. No, you can choose you can to have your child your and years ago, Kay and I worked on a little campaign about, around period knowledge. Mm. And the stats on that was just frightening, Mark. How many girls will have their period and literally are terrified thinking they're dying? God, because nobody's crazy. spoken to them really? about the fact that you have periods. Can you mm. imagine how scary that is? No, you of course. You go to the toilet and you're pouring with blood and you come from this sort of family where you couldn't possibly talk mm. to anyone mm. about that. And then it happens again the next month and you think, mm. oh, for sure, I'm dying. I've got something... It's it's just not fair. I think I think you know, if you if you live in this country and you go to schools in this country, you have to. This is a matter of um, protection, child protection. Mm. I think. I mean, I don't know how common this is, but from what you say, it's it, clearly it's more common than we like to think. Jogging Jelly says, or oh, bless them, we had IVF, and one of the first questions they asked was about how often and how we had sex. Found it a bizarre question, but apparently it is a thing. It wasn't in our yeah. case. I hasten to add. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so it was something that at first I was thinking, oh, schoolboy, I was kind of like, what do you mean? But like someone said, the poor woman, I mean, she, it, the whole experience of sex must have been so profoundly oh, unenjoyable, awful, you know, awful. from 
you know, not knowing how, don't, how, don't, or don't why, or it. It makes me feel so sad. So that was just that was a curious... because then how many people never go to a doctor? Yes, and may even be shunned from their community because they thought that they are infertile and they can't give this man a child, mm. and they're having to put up with that all the time. Mm. Mm. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, so much suffering, so, so much, much going suffering. on behind closed doors. You never know about. You never know what people's stories are and what people could be going through. Mm. Edward Bevington, it's also porn and gaming micro societies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, again, misinformation. You're right, misinformation and getting trapped into the porn addict kind of lane. If all you've seen is anal sex, then you may think that is the only way to do it. And it, yeah. it can become quite confusing and quite unclear, I guess. Um, shall I do an end finally? Can I do an end finally? Yes, I'll let you. Okay. We're not doing the yoga, we haven't got time. Okay, so and finally, I want you to check check this out. Oh. Is it supposed to be sound? No, no sound at that point. And then I want Is you, this and then the I want Or is it just the most incredible? Um, well, what do we mask? think, guys? How do you think? So, yeah, this is quite astonishing. A Japanese man's turned himself into a dog through a transformation that's cost twelve and a half thousand pounds. I can't believe you could do that for twelve yeah. and a half thousand pounds. You can't have a facelift for twelve and a half thousand pounds, can you? He's never revealed or unveiled his true identity. He's kept it concealed. His YouTube account at i underscore want underscore to be an animal. He frequently posts videos of him doing human-like or dog-related activities. He never breaks character in the suit. Um, he said, since I was a child, I wanted a change. When I'm dressed in the suit, I feel happy dressed. because my dr dreams come true. Um, Twelve and a half thousand pounds to look like a, to look like a dog. Um, uh, here's another look. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Whatever makes him happy, he must wreck his back to Taylor Edwards. I just well, want to, I just can't. I know I'm a bit with you on that. I'll tell you what I do want to say. I, I think his his comprehension of the behavioural tics of a dog are quite conventional. Mm. I mean, it's a lot of paw and it's a lot of rolling. And so I'd, many people I'd, worrying about his back. So. And I, I'd want I'd want a little bit more nuance in that performance. I mean, imagine. I mean, to be, inhabit the role of Toffee would be far May more Edmund interesting. Says, Hope he does a lot of yoga in Downward Dog. <laughs> Reese Roberts. Imagine <laughs> to his friends. Back who, out his back. Imagine his friends who put two and two together. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he jumped, oh, hang on, he jumped up in the air, has he kissed her, wrapped his legs around her and, and then patted her on the butt. Yeah, I mean, I wonder, I wonder if he humps. I hope not. Okay. Well, uh, so that, that was a curious one. And just finally, just to leave us all squeamish, um, I just want to show you this image. 
That's a brain, isn't it? A woman was complaining about terrible nausea and vomiting and all sorts of stuff, and they pulled that out of her brain. Uh, they pulled a worm. Oh. A live worm was found in an Australian woman's brain. This isn't Anne Finely. Anne Finely is supposed to be heartwarming. Well, this is heartwarming for You've her. You've ruined now, my Anne Finely now, now. It was an eight-centimetre, three-inch worm that the surgeon pulled out and held aloft at Canberra Hospital in a state of shock. Anyway, wow. I just thought I'd just leave that with you guys. That's so gross. That's not Anne Finely. Is, that's my kind if you of told me we were doing Anne Finally, I would have found the little film of this 94 year old oh, man. She sent it, no? This was on Good News, um, the Good News Instagram account. I find, and the, the young girl, young, she's probably about 18, 19, she looks, had noticed that he um, always held a photograph of his wife when he went to bed in this care home. Oh. So she got this pillow made with a photograph of his wife. Oh my God, I was crying my eyes out. I watched the film so many times. She comes, she goes, yeah, whatever his name was, gives him a pillow. And he was like, over and over, I can't believe it. I can't be crying, hugging onto the pillow. And I was just like, 94. No, but he was crying with joy. It was like he'd seen her again. See, I find that quite traumatic and upsetting and distressing. But then he turned the pillow around and she looked a bit fierce. (laughs) <laughs> See, I find this story almost stressful. Whereas removing a worm from her head, you know she's much better. That's, that's We've got very different ideas on what's nice, it. heartwarming news. Absolutely. And just finally, I just wanted to say a little note here. I Tot- just thought the goodness, we hear so much yeah, about young people being selfish. Being, and this young girl, she spent her own money. She's gone and got this, this, this cushion printed up for him. She was crying because he was crying. Mm. It was just so lovely. Um, I just wanted to say on behalf of Tori, Tori, bless you, I've got one of our lovely followers here. She just wanted us to do a shout out for all the wonderful doctors and nurses. Her dad hasn't been well. Um, Mm. And your auntie has just been involved in a car crash. And obviously your son uh, has had all sorts of help. So shout out to the doctors and nurses, wonderful doctors and nurses everywhere that are are striving hard to keep us all healthy. So um, And and also we've got to do Charlene's daughter Lottie's birthday. Yes, let's do that. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Lottie. Happy birthday to you. And guys, there will be a uh, 